Okay, Kum Lenin, Ablak Gemara. We are up to the Yud Zayin Omer Aleph on top of the page. It's God's talk. And uh, Omar Rava says Rava, Omar Abhiza, in the name of Abhiza, Omar Abhuna, in the name of Rabhuna. Halacha Kerebi, the halacha is like Rebbe Belasa, which made also, which we finished yesterday's Gemara. And that is that um, we have two versions of what Rebbe said, but basically, if Yamta is not a Friday, you cannot make, not only you cannot make Eir Betchum, and since you cannot walk home in Yamta, but nor can you make Eir Chateris as well. And the Gemara, interesting, this one is to show you what we learned, that it says over here that um, he was told, the student was told that um, that he ruled like Rebbe, and, and he was told that by Rab, because Rab doesn't agree with Rebbe, that you're ruining things. And you might want to know how is he ruining things if Rebbe was Mahmed, that you cannot make an air of Chatzeros, you cannot make an air of Karimus in courtyards, how is he ruining it? And the, and the Gemara says, Mirashi explains, because they're used to carrying in the courtyards, they're going to forget and carry without an air So Rashi introduces an idea which is used sometimes, that if people live in an area where they grew up with an air, and then they come to an area where there's no air, they're, they're so used to carrying, very hard to change. Or let's say if an air of you know, becomes, it shuts down. People still in the habit of carrying, they will continue carrying. And so it's something always to take in as a factor. That's what it seems from Rashi here. Anyway, let's go back to the Gemara. Talk about we learned, two lines on top. What happened to Yom Tov Cholid Shabbos? If Yom Tov falls on the Shabbos, davening wise, do we daven Shabbos davening or Yom Tov davening? Well, Shalom says we say Mizmah Shiliya Shabbos because Yom Tov is also called Shabbos. But what about Shemineser? If Bishamay says, normally Shabbos, you have seven brachas, three a preamble, three a postscript, and one in the middle for Shabbos. Have now two, one for Shabbos and one for Yom Tov. eight brachas. Well, Shabbos We have a separate bracha for Shabbos. We shall Yom Tov a separate bracha for Yom Tov. Basil says, no, we don't add any more brachas, but you have a convergence there. That you start and end with Shabbos, but in the middle of the thing, you say, but you say something about Yom Tov. Rebbe says, no. Even if you do that, you have to make sure that you conclude the bracha and you say, in the bracha itself, you have to have a reference to Shabbos and Yom Tov. There's a student who lived before Ravina. Makadish, he changed the order that you say, Mekadish Yisrael, first Yisrael, and then Hashabbos or Hasmanim. Now remember, Hashem is Mekadish, makes holy the Eden, true, but makes holy the um, um, Shabbos for Hasmanim. Omalei, so it sounds like that the Yisrael are the ones who are making Yom Tov. We decide when Yom Tov will be, because we decide when the will be. But then the word Shabbos, which is written after Yisrael, sounds like the Yisrael are making Shabbos Shabbos. How can it be? Oh, to you Shabbos, Yisrael, Mekachle. The order is wrong. The Yidin are making Shabbos holy, but Shabbos, Mekachle, Mekachle. Shabbos comes the seventh day, it's automatic. And therefore, we reverse the order and we say, Mekadish Shabbos, Ebesh make Shabbos holy. Yisrael, the Yidin was manim. The Yidin make this manim. We're the ones who make this money. The halach is like Rebbe, you can turn it to Ravina. Basically, like Rebbe, and like Ravina answered that you say, you, you do conclude, you do include Yom Tov in the bracha, and your order is Mikadish Shabbos Yisrael Vazmani. Now, this is very odd that Ravina, who was from the last generation of Amaraim, had Rabbi Yosef, who was, you know, the, the, was the third generation of Amaraim, Making a comment. So it must be a different Ravino altogether, or it must be a different Rabbi Yosef. Tell me what we learned. 
Shabbos shechol lias beresh chaydish. What happens if Shabbos and chaydish coincide? What happens then? Arvis v'shachis mincha mispal Shabbos. Shabbos, you daven normal Shabbos like davening, but you do is v'oimim me'ena mori. You say yaliyovi ba'avoyda. Right, right. Let's say the way we do it today. V'im loy amad. If you forgot to say yaliyovi marzir, no, you have to repeat like any other chaydish. Rabbi Lezer and Rabbi Lezer says. And we had a big hakira back in Brochus, where if you don't say Yalav it is the pshat that you didn't damage Shemineser at all, or you damage Shemineser, but you're missing out on the Rosh Chedish part. So that's why you have to repeat. So we're up to Gmar, if you die in about 20 lines from the top. If if, if, if uh, Chalamoit and Shabbos coincide, we're talking about the Nusra Adabi. So this opinion says the way we do today, normal Shabbos Shemineser, but you say Yalav Rabbi Lezer says, I agree, say Yalav but not by Ritzay, but you say by door, the same place where we say al hanisim is where you should say al the Okay, what about Musafin? What about the Musaf? Maschil Bishal Shabbos, he begins Shabbos. Or Messiah Bishal Shabbos. You begin and end with Shabbos, and you mention Yamtiv in the middle. Rashbag, Rabbi Yishmol, the Noi, Sharabi Echidim, and Bruko, and Bimbese, Komokim Shahuskik with Sheva, Maschil Bishal Shabbos, or Messiah Bishal Shabbos. And they say, whatever, they disagree with the three davenings as well. They say not only by Muslim, they say also by Shachan and Chamayr, if, if um, you begin Shabbat Shabbat, and you say, and you say, in the middle. Um, Rav, uh, so Rav says, in other words, they say, you say, whatever is right in the middle. But previously, the Tanakhama said, what you do is you say, Yalla Yavai, Ma Yudetzei. Omer Avunah, Ein Aloch Rezuk, but we follow what the Tanakhama said, which is what you say, Yalla Yavai, Ma Yudetzei. Omer Avchim Rashi, Yavarav, Menichad, Meid Chumim, Tulechavei, a person can make an aid of Tchumim. Let's say, let's say you have Yom Tov Thursday and Friday, and you remember that on Wednesday you didn't make an aid of Tchumim, you wanted to walk further, so you can make it, um, uh, what do you call it? You can make an aid of Tchumim, on Thursday and make it tonight and say if today is Yom Tov and then tomorrow is weekday so therefore my Erev Chumin is no good we said before you cannot make Erev Chumin on Yom Tov so then um, uh, so what do you call um, sorry if Thursday was a weekday tomorrow is Yom Tov no problem this is my Erev Chumin and what about the other way around if Thursday was a, was the Yom Tov and Friday was a weekday um, and then then you do it again, repeat the exercise again on Friday, and you say the same thing. If today is, is Yom Tov, well, my Tchumen from yesterday was good enough. If, today is, is, if, if yesterday was Yom Tov, my Tchumen yesterday was no good, but today's Tchumen is all right. So that's so that, that's what you do when it comes to Eid Tchumen. Or by Eid of Tavshilin, if you forgot, you can also make it tonight, but you don't have to repeat the second day, because of Monashach. Thursday, you remembered you didn't make an Eid Tchumen, an Eid of Tavshilin. So you make an Eid of Tavshilin then, and you make this monoshach. If today is Yom Tov, if, if tomorrow is Yom Tov, today is a weekday, I made a valid Eid of Tavshilin. If today is Yom Tov, then tomorrow is a weekday, I don't need an Eid of Tavshilin. I can just cook for Yom Tov. So you don't have to repeat the exercise on Friday again. Um, but not to do Eid Tchumen. They hold maybe only you can make this condition come to Eid Tchumen, but you cannot do it. Why not? Um, because what you're doing is you are being koine shvisa. Now, even though the second day Yom Tov is only a suffix, but the fact is you're buying something. 
It's the Eidot of Shil is more of just a nominal sign, something symbolic. Eidot Chumen is you're buying, remember, you're buying like a home, you're making, a, you're setting up a residence 2,000 hours away from your home, and therefore that's like your Koin of Shavisa. And that we don't want you to do in Yom Tov, even it's only a Safa Yom Tov. My time in Mikdash Shavisa, Bishabat Allah, we don't want you to buy anything. But Eidot Shil, you're not buying anything, plus it's doing the cover, you're doing it in honor to honor the Shabbos, as we said before, therefore you're allowed to. Tanamah, we learned, ain't oifim be yom to the chavede. Not only can't you cook from yom to the shabbat, you cannot cook from one day yom to the next day yom to. You cannot cook from one day yom to the next day yom to. So they can murder him, however. Amazon, but the truth they said, isha, a woman, you said you're not a big bread, but a woman, sorry. Memala, isha, a woman can fill up kol hakdeda bosom. If a woman, let's say, needs only one piece of flesh for young people, she can fill up the entire pot with flesh, a lot more than what she really needs. All she needs really is one piece of uh, one piece of meat. But since there's no extra effort required, whether you put in one slab of meat into a pot or you put in 10 slabs, so you can do that. A baker can fill up a barrel of water. They need water for the to, to bake. He can fill up an entire barrel, even though he only needs a little bit. Even though you only need one jug, because again, it's one activity. Um, I laugh, but when it comes to baking challah, let's say, and for Yom Tov, for that day, you only need one challah, you cannot say, well, I can bake one, I can bake ten, because there's extra effort for each individual challah, and there's no excuse for it. Ain't way for the matcha you only can bake what you need for that day, and no more. No, I think that you'll have to have more bread in the oven as well because it benefits the, the challah of today. How? Let's say the oven can fill, a small oven can fill 10 loaves of bread. You can fill it with 10 loaves. I, I only need one challah. doesn't matter. As actually explains, the ovens were small. They used to put the bread on the walls itself, attach the bread to the walls itself. And therefore, it reduces the, the, the amount of space in the oven. So the heat is much more intense. Um, and, and therefore, the, all the bread bakes better. So having more bread in the oven benefits the yamtav as well, the yalatu. You can make bake more bread than you need to because it benefits what you're doing. So basically, we learn to like, add as much as you want into one pot, even though you only need one. Which is important, as we'll see later, if you forgot to make an Eretz of Shilin and there's no one else in town that had your mind, because no one else there, let's say, you can still cook for Yom Tulamashal and, and have extras with Susie. We ask an interesting question. If you didn't place Eretz of Shilin, so you cannot cook for Yom Tov or bake for Yom Tov. What about, so you, who Nessa, you're not allowed to go ahead and do a malach of preparing for Yom Tov. What about Kimchai? What about your flour? Does your flour become us as well? So number, you can't have somebody else come into your house and do it for you uh, because your flour doesn't, or no, you're us. But the flour is more so somebody else can come into the house and bake and cook for you. So the question is, who nessa, the kimcha nessa, the flour is also us, or who nessa? You're not allowed. It's forbidden for you to do any malachic baking, cooking. But your mel, your flour is not us, and somebody else can come in and cook for you. Says the model of the mine after the nafkamina is let's say you um if, if your flour is also you can't just have somebody coming in and cook for you with your flowers also you can go ahead and you can gift it to somebody else you have to gift it to somebody else so that person now is, is cooking or baking on his own flour and say so, yeah, I mean, if you're gonna say <clears throat> If you're going to say who nessa, Rikim Nessa, if you're going to say that he becomes also and the flowers also, it's like no Rikim Chaynessa, you have to give it over, sell it, or make a king and gift it to somebody else. Abba Viyam and who nessa, Rikim Nessa, it's like no Rikim Chaynessa, you don't have to give it to anybody else. My, what's it do? 
So Toshma, that's the most question. This is how rational is Gemara has a big problem. It was totally different because he says if the, if the flowers also, what does it help gifting somebody else? Where did the Issa disappear to? Whenever we have like an Issa, it has to transfer to something else. Where is the Issa just normally transferred? It dissipates. It vanishes. How can that be? Where does it go? <clears throat> if you are not allowed to do it, how can someone else do it on your behalf? So Tays has a whole different gear in the Gemara. And the gear is just opposite. That if, 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 if the flower is mutter, then you can gift it to somebody else. But if the flower is also, then you cannot gift it to somebody else because the Issa remains wherever it may be. Um, just the opposite way we learn. But anyway, Toshma coming here, Mishla and Yechid of Shilin, if somebody didn't place their Shilin, that is a Layafi, he shouldn't bake, he shouldn't cook, he shouldn't go ahead and store things and, and keep it warm. Not for himself, not for anybody else. Nobody else can come in and bake and cook for you. So the Brahis says, so what should you do? You need to eat on Jabbos. You, you makne, you give away, you gift your flower to somebody else. And therefore the flower no longer is yours. It belongs to that other person. Then they can bake for you. They can cook for you. You become us, and your flower is us, and therefore you have to gift it. That you're us, and the flower is not awesome. And therefore, you can gift it to somebody else if you want to. Iboyil, who have a question, let's say he did make a Vashilin, but he nevertheless, he went ahead and he baked when he shouldn't have. What, what's the status of the food? We know that if you cook on Shabbos, we say, the food is all right for others, but it's not all right for anybody. What happens in this case of the Rice? Here, you, you didn't do the air Vashilin, and nevertheless, you cook for Shabbos. Can you eat from somebody's, in somebody's house and write to you they didn't uh, make an air Vashilin? Says the Gemara, Toshma coming in, Mishal, it says, if we didn't place an Eta Shil, Kate said, away, so what should you do? Makne Kimchelachin, we just learned you, you give you gift your flower to somebody else, and they bake for you and they cook for you. It seems that that's the only remedy. You have to gift it to somebody else. But if you did it for yourself, it is forbidden. The Isa, and if you're right, that it'd be the yeah, but if you did it yourself, it's still permitted. Listen, why doesn't the Braisa also add Ovar, the offer? If he didn't, if he didn't make an heirate of Shilin, and nevertheless he went bake, Mutter, you allowed to eat it. Doesn't that prove that it's forbidden? That's no proof. The Bryce is trying to give you remedies. What should you do? The ask her up. You're to ask me a case where you didn't listen to her up. You didn't listen to anybody. You did it anyway. So there's no there's no raya from the Bryce one way or another. Our Bryce is looking for ways that are permitted. He's not telling you ways, methods of what's awesome. And it says, I could bring another proof. It says the price. If somebody placed an eighth of shilin, you can bake a bavashal cook, umatman, you can go ahead and store things and keep it warm. If you want to eat your eighth later, you can. You can. What about ochl? You ate it. Actually, if you ate by mistake the eighth of shilin before you baked. And we had before that you have to make sure you leave a, a kazais, but you didn't. Or actually, hitman, before you actually stored it. You shouldn't bake it. You shouldn't cook it. If you ate up, if you consumed the Ezer Shilin, it doesn't help that before Yom Tov you had an Ezer Shilin. When you're ready to go start cooking and baking, there's no Ezer Shilin left. By mistake, you ate it for in the morning. Well, the first day Yom Tov, it's gone. You cannot rely on it anymore. You cannot bake for you, cook for yourself, candle for others. Nobody can do it for you. What you could do is, what do you do now? You could cook for Friday, let's say for Yom Tov. Any leftovers, you can you can use for Shabbos. You can't go ahead and trick 
that let's say, for example, you cook for Yom, you say, oh, I think I need more. I'm going to invite guests today, and I'm going to make a whole new gekech, uh, I'm going to make a whole new uh, meal over here. And then, of course, you had a mind for Shabbos. You can't do that, because like a second pot, you cannot use a second pot. But in the first pot, this is Rashi holds, in the first pot that you cook for Yom Tif, you can say that you're allowed to add more, um, we've learned before already, you can have 10 pieces of meat, even though you only need one. So, so, so Rashi therefore explains that for the, in the same pot, you can add as much as you want, and therefore you'll have food for Shabbos. But you cannot make another food that you're not eating in Yom Tov, but you say, oh, I'm having guests coming later today, which is a trick, because you know, you're really doing it for Shabbos. That you cannot do, the second pot. Being heady, man, if you did that, also you're not allowed to eat it. So we see clearly from here that if you did harama trickery, the food is awesome. So you would think, likewise, if you didn't do eight of Shilin, the food itself is awesome. Says the Gemara, um, you cannot compare. Omar Rashi, Haroma. Haroma is far worse than a person did not bring, making the Eretz of Shilin. Why is that? Shiny Haroma, the Achmiru Barabbana, fame amazing. Somebody is conniving and cunning is more is much worse than amazing. Somebody does not amazing, two things. People right away see you did a terrible thing. Nobody's going to learn from you because they know you're doing the wrong thing. And you yourself one day might feel guilty. You know, I know I did the wrong thing. I'm going to do chuk. But if you did a haram and you delude yourself and you think, ah, I found a, a loophole. I found a way of circumventing the rule. So then you'll never do chuk because you convince yourself you did the right thing. And other people say, so all you do is, ah, I didn't realize you could do that. And they'll go ahead and do so. Both problems. Because Marasayin is a big argument what the problem of Marasayin is. Is that people are going to learn from you. People are going to be, be, berate you. So the way Nashi learns is we're scared that people are going to learn from you, and plus we're worried about you yourself, children. So Haram is much worse in both in both uh, areas. You'll never do children because you deluded yourself thinking it's all right, and people will learn from you that uh, that this is all right, and they're going to make a mistake. But if they see you doing an Aveda, nobody can learn from you. Say, oh, he did an Aveda, I can do an Aveda. He wants to do an Aveda, it's fine. He's a Russia. I'm not. So I can tell you is that this Bryce, um, even if you're right, that you want to equate Ha'arama to Tavshilin, and since Ha'arama, you're not allowed to eat the food, and maybe Ha'arama is not worse than Maisie. Nevertheless, I can explain. We kind of love the Brisa. Why? Because the author of the Brisa, Hanan, is extremely stringent when it comes to these laws, according to Beishamah. At the time we learn Hanan, Beishamah says, Beishamah holds that every activity that you want to do when you're up to the Shabbos, you need to do something prior to Yom Tov, so this is an extension of that. So Beishamah holds, if you want to bake, you have to have a challah set aside before Yom Tov. you don't cook, if you want to cook, you have to have also an egg or a piece of fish or a piece of meat, something before Yom Tov as well, set aside. And you're not allowed to hide anything on Friday for Shabbos, like a chong. Whatever activity you want to do, you have to do something before Yom Tov. And Basil says, all you have to do is take one cooked item, that's good enough. So we see clearly from here, is very strict. And that could be, that's the author of the Bryce that said that the food is forbidden. But according to Basil, who's pretty lenient, one item one is enough. The same thing over here. And uh, we'll come back to this interesting machlek, as we'll, we'll talk about in a minute. It's that we learned. We learn Hamas that paid rice for Shabbos. Somebody gave my service fruits and Shabbos. We learned before right now, give terms of maize and Shabbos because you're fixing up. The Rabbanon, she did have a mistake. You can eat, but maize is deliberately because you violated the din of the Chachamim. So you're not allowed to eat it. If you don't follow the, the din of the Chachamim, the food becomes awesome. So shouldn't the same thing be as well? And, and even though we're losing out on Oynik Shabbos, it doesn't matter. So maybe by Eretz of Shil should be the same thing. 
So this, we see that it doesn't matter. We don't take into account the fact that you're impacting the Einuk Shabbos. You, buy, you went against the Chachamim, it's forbidden. Same thing. You didn't do the Etav Shilin, you went ahead and you baked anyway, you cooked anyway. Too bad, you cannot eat it. Says so again, no proof. Like Tzrichi, no there. The East lay Ma'anachrin. He had other dish sets. So don't use this one, use the other one. But we're talking about a case of nothing else to eat except the food you just cooked on Friday afternoon. What did we do then? Or Inami dishes, Evshe Beshai, you can always borrow from somebody else. But food, extra food, who said everyone has spare food? Tashma coming and bring another eye. We had the Gemara Chulin and, and so on. We had that uh, Shabbos as well. If somebody cooks a Shabbos by mistake, Yechul can eat, according to one opinion. But Mezid, if you didn't, Mezid, Yechul, you cannot eat. So we see clearly from here that, you know, this is food, this is what you can eat. And yet we don't care. You went ahead, you, get, you went against the, against the halacha, the food becomes asr. Says Gemara, what do you bring an eye? Isura, the Shabbos, shiny. There, there's an Easter on Shabbos, and therefore, it, it, you did an Easter in the Torah. So that's why the food is also Our question is an Easter the Rabbanon. What do you do? And we remain with the Suffolk. Now, uh, what do you call it? We'll come, um, okay, we'll come back to in a minute. Uh, Beshamah says you have to have two cooked items, and Hill says one cooked item is enough. And everyone agrees that if you have fish, and egg, and even Shammai is made of fish, and then you smear an egg on top of it, it's considered two cooked items, and that's good enough. Masnisin, that's the way our Mishnah understood the argument of Bishamisil. But the Lake Aitan does not follow the following view. The Tanya Bilan, Amr Bishamilaz, and Maidim Bishamisil. Bisham and Bisil both agree. Al Shnei Tavshilin, the way the Bracelet, everyone knows you need two cooked items. Sorry, Aman Nechelku, the question is whether this is considered two cooked items or not. Al dog, Ubeyesha Allah, fish and an egg smeared on top of that. Bisham and Aminim Shnei Tavshilin, we need two Tavshilin. And 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 um and, the, and therefore this is considered like one, not good enough. Well, basically, says, In this case, I think one is enough because it's, I have two right here, fish and an egg. You keep them separate. If someone ever agrees, she Bay, if you took the egg and you reheat it up separately and you scramble, you break it up the pieces. And then when then the egg was a separate item and you mix it with the fish, everyone that's two separate items. You, you ground and you um, leak. And you stuffed if this with fish, the Nasrach dog, you stuffed the fish with leek. Shahin Shnei Tafshil, everyone agreed because it was two in the disparate, disparate uh, items, and I put together, it's definitely two items. Amar Rav says Rav, Hilchasaketana didan the halacha like our Tana's version of like this hill. All you need is one Tafshil. Big Machlek is now how to understand Pshat. Um, so the, the, um, seems from our Gemara clear. All you need to do a Tafshil is, is an egg, and you did your eight Tafshil. But Rabbeinu Tam disagrees. Rabbeinu Tam says, when the Gemara says over here, you, whether you need one tafshil, two tafshil, that's to enable you to cook. But you still need to also have a bread in order to enable you to bake. Because we learned in the Gemara a couple of days ago 
where Abeleza says, why the Pasuk says, that which you bake, you bake, and that which you cook, you cook by the month. So you need to do something for baking, something for cooking. So, so therefore, many times says the halach is like the brisa that you need to have a challah and an egg. And he goes out to prove that whole thing. The re, his nephew, totally disagrees. He says, we don't pass him like a brisa. Our Mishnah clearly says, all you need is an egg. All you need is one cooked item, and that is sufficient. And you don't need to bake in order to bake, because this cooked item allows you to do everything. And when we brought the Gemara before Rabbi Lezer, we, you know, we sure first of all argues, and also Rabbi Lezer, we didn't bring it as a halacha, we brought a pasik, so we wanted to show an asmachta. And Rabbi Lezer is a shamuti, Rabbi Shu, and the Gemara Yishalmi clearly says that you don't need a separate halo, it says bake and cook based on this one cooked item you put away. But very interesting how Tasis finishes off. You don't find this often. Two lines at the end of Tasis, the end of the page, I'll read it to you because it's interesting. Mekomokam Aymeri. The, the read Rabbein Yitzchuk nevertheless says, Melani libi. I don't have the, 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 the courage to go against the words of my uncle. Rabbein Atan was the Ri's uncle. Because um, Rabbein, um, Rabbein Atan had a sister. The Rajbam, the Rivam, Rabbein Atan were three brothers. They had a sister, and that sister had a son. And that son was Rabbi, the Ri. So Rashi's whole family, they, they ran the whole places. And therefore, I'll say that even though I think in halach, you don't need it, you should follow my uncle and have two pas with tafshel bread and tafshel and everyone follows that, which is what we do today. But the Ebed, if you don't have the challah, but if you ate up the challah, you can still cook because halach is like the re, but we're machmed like a very tough. Very seldom do you find that they talk about their kinship and that the only reason why he, uh, he doesn't have the chuspe going against his uncle. Family. Family, blood is thicker than water. Says the Mishnah, what happens if Choli is Achla Shabbos? Let's say if Yom Tov falls out on a Sunday, now supposed to, a person is supposed to go to the mikveh before Yom Tov because we're learning about Rosh that a person has to be metayin himself before Yom Tov. And also you need, you have vessels that you need to, to, to metayin. So out of Yom Tov, you have to go to mikveh, but Shabbos is out of Yom Tov. So if let's say you have to fall down on a Sunday and if you're Tommy, you have to go to Mikveh and you have to achieve Matai, when do you go? Because on Shabbos, she's not allowed to go and fix things up. So he says, Bishamah says, Matbilin es Shabbos. You have to table the Kaili on Friday because you cannot table Kaili on Shabbos, you're fixing things up. And you need to table yourself also on Friday. And um, because you're not allowed to fix yourself up on Shabbos. But Basil says, Kaylee might agree, Melifne Shabbos. Kaylee might don't want you to do it on Shabbos, do before Shabbos. We'll see there a number of reasons why not. One of the reasons is because you're fixing things up. But a person can go to the mikvah on Shabbos because you can say, who said he's fixing? It's only Rabban anyway. Who said he's fixing up? Maybe he's just going for a swim. He's going into the water just for to cool down or to warm up. And Vishavim, but everyone agrees, Shemashikin Esamayim Bikleevin Letara. Let's say you have no water to drink. The only water to drink is in a is in a tamadika keli. And you want it, so the water became tummy. So you did, and the keli is made out of stone. And the problem is it became tummy, and you only want to have turret. What do you do? So you put it into a stone keli, then you put it into the water. And you, you, the, the, the rim of the cave, you lower it a little, mikveh water, you lower it a little bit below that. So that's called hashaka. The water in the cave kisses the water in the mikveh around it, and it transforms the water in this, in this stone cave. It makes it tired. It's called zriyim. It's called that. It's called zriyim. You're like planted the water again, and now it's kosher.
Um, no, nothing else can become tired and make no other food, only water. And we're not being metai of the water. We're like recreating the water. We're like replanting the water. That's called hashaka, kissing. But avalei magbilin, you cannot, put, let's say, take the water and put it into a wooden keili, that's tamay, and say, look, I'm going to immerse the keili with the water in the, in the mikveh, so the water becomes tired from hashaka, and the keili will become tired because it's inside a mikveh. That you can't do because a keili needs thriller and you know, it'll be on Shabbos. Uh, and you can't say, oh, you know, this is secondary to the water. You cannot do that. You cannot table a wooden keli and use that as an excuse. But what you could do in the mikvah on Shabbos with the keli is when we go from one level, we learn, we can learn that for people who used to eat a taras HaKadosh, the level of tara for truma was a greater requirement than for ordinary chulin. Because remember, chulin, it ends by a sheni, a second tier, a second generation of tumah doesn't go any further. By tumah goes three, and hegel goes four. So something which is tired as far as chulin is concerned, if you want to use it for tumah, you have to immerse in the mikvah again. And something which is tired for tumah, if you want to use it for kachim, you have to immerse it again to raise it a notch. That raising a notch, you're allowed to do on Shabbos. Because it's a tardiga kela anyway, so it doesn't look like you're really fixing anything up. You're just elevating it. That's not the same thing as fixing it. And and uh, and that is some people use for why a person go to mikvah today, even if it's freezing and everything else, he can't say they're cooling down in the winter, is because when we're not taking for tumah to tara, we're just elevating a notch, just bringing kedusha on for Shabbos. And by Pesach, if you're in one group, you, you know you go to the you go to the mikvah, but if then you're going to change to another group, you got to go to mikvah. See later, you got to go to mikvah again. That's not fixing anything up. It's just this is a law we'll talk about later. So. Um, that you're allowed to do. Okay, we'll stop here and we'll continue in Mitzvah Shem tomorrow.